This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable, a Wood Elf production with your hosts Wade, Mark, and Bob. This week, the tenacious triad tantalize and terrify with tirades toward that most troubling, fake technology. Please control thy timorousness and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Distractable. Here we discuss anything that interests us and kind of vaguely compete to see who can bring the most captivating stories to the table or spin the craziest pile of bull honky you can imagine. Whoever brings the best story, as judged by me, the host, and winner of the previous episode, just to, just to tout that a little bit, will be declared today's winner and we'll earn the right to host next week's episode. I have complete autonomy in judging this. I may or may not give you points. I may or may not give checks and minuses. And I, I have my own system and it is secret, and you don't get to know. And who am I judging today? Me! Well, you probably know, but as always, joined by Mark and Wade. Hey, guys. One of those is me. Hello. Hi. I would like to just get ahead of the curve here. Uh-huh. I see where this is going. Uh-huh. Um, there is an official rule in the distractible guidelines and bylaws that says the judge cannot declare themselves the winner. I just want to point that out at the top of the episode because I don't think anyone at home listening knows that rule just yet. And I feel like it might come into play in this episode. I mean, I have to give someone else a shot, so it'd be pretty rude of me to just continue yeah. to declare myself the winner even after I win all the other episodes where I'm not hosting. Isn't it also a rule where the judge makes up the rules? Sort of conflicting rules. You just got to yeah, resolve well, it on your own judgment. It'll be fine. Huh. I haven't read the bylaws in a while, but I'm just saying like the, the cannot make the judge the winner one is probably above the other. What if we're so bad we don't deserve the win? What? That's a fair question. That is possible. No, that's not a fair question. No, wait, what? What if you two submit for review such terrible crap that you don't deserve it yeah. you don't even beat each other you both lose then by default i think bob should win this episode I honestly no. <laughs> wait, wait, i not. would be the winner well number one it's also not a democracy wade and also two my idea is going to be so incredible i don't even know what the subject is but i can already tell not a democracy are we a cheerocracy what are I, we okay all right as the first winner and obviously the most important storied winner it's like George Washington, you know, he could have stayed on as president. The whole of the populace was like, keep going, King George, you know, but he was like, no, we must abide by the law. Not with his crazy apple tree deforestation methods. Oh my God. So you're telling me that he was the first winner and he knew when he was done. He knew when he was out of content. He knew when yes. he was washed and yes. he gracefully went into the night by his own yeah. choice. 
Completely Dangerous. unlike what you are doing. Are we retiring distractible already? <laughs> I'm not ready to say goodbye. Yeah, this podcast is over. It's pretty much washed up. We only had like one idea. So Bob's declaring himself the winner of the final episode? Oh, well, maybe. We're not there yet, man. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Look, the tradition thus far has been to talk personal stuff for a minute. Okay, give me something personal. What do you got? I broke my balls in Europe when we did the You're Welcome Tour. Personal, not exactly current, <laughs> but I'll take it. Oh. Mark, have you ever broken your balls? No. That's <laughs> it. That sounds like a lie. Sounds like some juicy context not, behind I've that. I've never no. broken my balls. <laughs> you ever you ever damaged them? No. Oh, I did. I punched myself in the balls when I got scared streaming a couple weeks ago, months ago. I don't know how long ago it was. Years ago? All right. So I, I don't know if you guys know about this, but I used to play a game called Nutball. Uh, what? Back in high school. Yeah. Uh, so when I say that I haven't broken my balls, I uh, I'm pretty sure I haven't. But Nutball did get pretty extreme. There also was a version we called Nutball Extreme that we did on a show that won't be named ever again. So <clears throat> my balls are fine. If anyone at home was wondering, my balls. So are, they've recovered. They've they've they were never out of the picture in the first place. Who were you trying to impress out there with? My balls are fine. Trust me. Well, who? who I don't want everyone thinking I got broke ass balls flopping in my pants. This is the second episode where the intro has included concerning discussion of Mark's balls. Can I just say that? When have we talked about my balls in another episode? Episode two, you were gloating about winning, and you were like the enormously testicled. You know what? <laughs> I think we're getting like a weird like secondhand picture of some trauma that Mark suffered from a game of extreme <laughs> nutball during his 11th grade year. He's that guy that got ball implants. It was like uh, junior year of high school and like I got a bad hit but they swelled up three times their size and ever since then I was like oh hell yeah but it's a horrible medical condition. I've got like elephantitis. I was imagining you popped one and when they asked what, <laughs> si what kind of prosthetic you wanted you were like triple D's and they were like well these are like breast implants and you were like is there bigger than triple D's and they were like I mean traditionally that's not the right idea and you're like no 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 quadruple d's and the doctor eventually was like all right man i mean sack. oh my god wait i have to google if there are testicle implants now. oh 100 not, not for are. myself but you know just, oh just no yeah no personal interest for any reason related to any nutball injuries not that this is the forum but whenever a guy gets an erection isn't some of the skin that helps in the extension come from the ball so if you made your balls really big wouldn't you have a tiny boner Am I doing that science right? I mean, by comparison, I guess? That is a practical analysis of how the penis works that I have never and continue to not want to delve into. Where does it come Where from? Does it come from? Right, there's, an, there's, there's an article. Where do boners come from? <laughs> This is an article, testicle implants, are they right for you? And this is talking about replacing if you lose a testicle, but I'm talking about testicle enhancement here. This is not like reconstructive surgery if you survive, you know, cancer or if you have a real serious illness. This is like, they're just not big enough. It's a thing! It's a thing! Oh testicle enlargement in Beverly Hills! There are many factors which impact your sexual confidence. If you believe that your scrotal area is too small or unnatural looking, there is a solution. Testicle enlargement implants by doctor can restore your body, sexual identity, and your confidence. I'm sure nobody can figure out who the doctor is. I'm glad you kept him anonymous. Oh, there are pictures! Oh, okay, not Googling that. 
<laughs> Mark already had. He's just covering his tracks. They're like, oh, what a surprise. Can't believe this exists right next to me. Oh, man, I live right next to the guy. I already see that doctor for uh, unrelated stuff. And I didn't. Uh, what if, if he offers the service? Maybe I'd uh, ask him I'm about it. I'm putting a picture in the Discord of, like, the guy they oh, have. Pass. No, it's not of balls, I swear. Just of the dude that they have. Just, like, schedule. I don't know if there's the doctor or just some No, that's the patient. You can see it in his face. He's like, I'm, they're oh, too yeah. small. Everyone's laughing at me. I need this. <laughs> I dress nice and I part my hair like this every day to cover up my weird sack. <laughs> okay, so I regret forcing you to talk about personal stuff. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought, so I thought it started. I'm the judge. This is a podcast. We haven't even gotten to the topic yet. Today's topic. Oh, we're so distractible. <laughs> oh, he said it. Good. Anyway, today's topic. Are you ready? No. The best fake technology. Something where you look at it and you're like, I know that that cannot exist, but this is on Kickstarter or it's a video of this. Clearly this technology exists and is not at all computer graphics or faked in any way. I want your best fake technology. Yeah. Okay. I already have an idea. I do too. Well, this is a great moment to pause and say that today's episode is brought to you by some sponsors and this here they are. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential you're talking about the potential the potential you thought to yourself oh, a little elbow grease some fresh installs a little bit of love you could transform that body full of rust into a baby that's all your own cars right yeah it wouldn't take much to transform my ride your ride's more like schrodinger's ride if you don't think about it it both does and does not exist it is possible but on ebay motors anything is possible with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly they got brake kits led headlights exhaust kits turbochargers bumpers whatever your baby needs ebay motors has it with ebay guaranteed fit they're guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time or your money back plus at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's E-B-A-Y-M-O-T-O-R-S.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Guys, I found another subscription. It's not even one. They keep coming. What? 
right? That's crazy. But that's okay, because I could use Rocket Money. Uh... <clears throat> Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money can help you have full control over subscriptions, have a clear view of your expenses. If there's anything in there that says, like, hey, please cancel this for me, don't press it. I'm going to go press all of those buttons. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash distractible. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. Rocketmoney.com slash distractible. You should get that, Mark. It's probably important. Oh, no way. You have the titles of your stories, gentlemen. Yes. yes. Mark seems confident because I feel like it's going to be solid. Wade, are you ready? You want to oh, hit me with your title? Done. You ready for it? Give it to me. All right, introducing the STFU. <laughs> I feel like I have an idea of what it will do, but I can't imagine how. Blow your mind. I expect that it will. Mark, what do you got? The biggest, dumbest squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't laugh at mine, and I laughed at his, so I guess I get you. I, I got to point that out, to be fair. <laughs> You know what, Wade? Yeah. Points for honesty. Points for you. Great job. Oh, thank you. I love your That's I love fair. your fair fair play. Appreciate that. Sportsmanship. <laughs> He's such a good sport. You're such a good boy. That's why I never win anything. I'm too nice of a sport. He's <laughs> <laughs> such a good boy. Oh, I'm such a good boy. Thank you. He's <laughs> <laughs> such a good boy. Here's a point for you. He's such a good boy. Who plays nicely? Oh. You want belly scratch? Me. You want belly scratch? Me, I do. Yeah. It's me. All right, well. You want me to go first? Or That's presumptuous. Yeah, I was going to have you go first uh, until you just okay, inserted okay. yourself in there. I'm sorry. You know what, Wade? Yeah? Points for being uh, patient oh. and letting the host do their job. Mark, you're still going to go first, though. Okay, all right, fair. So have you heard of a thing called the Juicero? It sounds juice-related. It sounds like a name from a Shakespeare play. That's true. <laughs> Have you heard of Juicero? <laughs> Juicero, Juicero, wherefore art thou apples? No, Juicero, J-U-I-C-E-R-O. Like, the name is kind of, it's one of those, like, techie names. Yeah, now that you spelled it, I know exactly what it is. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me ask you something. Do either of you guys juice vegetables or fruits at home? Oh, wait, I know what this is. I don't. I don't. If I'm going to get fruit juice, I'm buying a thing of it from the store. Orange juice, apple juice, some crayon, whatever. They have those. I bit into an apple and it dripped on me. I don't need to buy the fruit and make it myself. I have a, uh, what's it called? A, one of those knife pitchers that... Do makes... you mean a blender? That's it. Thank you. What? <laughs> one knife pitcher? I mean... <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little scared that I knew exactly what you meant. Oh my god. You're fluent in weight and ease. Ugh, I don't like that. I don't like that. It's not good. Yay! Okay, alright. So the Juicero was a device, and I can't remember if it started on like Kickstarter or something, but it was around 2017 or 2016 that it was really... Uh, uh, no, it was founded in 2013. Oh. Okay? So it, it had like star people, like former CEO of someone from Coca-Cola, I think. But the whole concept was bringing juicing into like the technological world of things and, and making it kind of the Keurig of juice. You <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and so this all culminated into a device that originally, when it launched, 
in March of 2016 cost $700. Holy shit. Okay. $700. That's just for the machine. And the setup video for the Juicero was like a 10-minute video of talking about set it up on your desk, plug it in, connect it to your Wi-Fi, make sure that the connection is stable, let it run a system update, then insert your packet, and now squeeze! And so the hilarious thing about it was the entire machine, the entire $700 machine was unnecessary because they sold the packets of juice and you could squeeze it with your hands to get the juice out of the packet. Yeah, so I'm looking at this. It looks like a Keurig yeah. with nothing on the front except for one button. Yeah. What you do is when you want a glass of juice, you go to the fridge, mm -hmm. you pull out a plastic bag that's pre-filled <laughs> with some stuff, you put it in the machine. All the machine does is squeeze it out? <laughs> Why is it Wi-Fi enabled? What does that do? It literally just, even if it was Whole Fruits and it was a special bag contraption and it somehow did something special to cause it to shit out juice instead of pulp. Uh, what? Why? Why does this exist? Yeah. Exactly. I kind of want one. Are they still making these? No, they suspended sales like a few years ago because no one was buying it. And also it was just a terrible device and it didn't make any sense. And everyone made fun of it. It was the culmination of Silicon Valley trying to technify or like bring everything into the Internet of Things, which is just, I fucking hate that phrase. It's so uselessly stupid. You could take an apple in your hand and you could squeeze it with your muscles and you could get more juice out of it than this. Or you could just eat the fucking apple. I don't like juicing. Can I just say that much? You just, if you want to get the nutrition, just eat the goddamn vegetable or goddamn fruit. Just eat it. It's there. You get the skin. You get extra nutrients. You squeeze all the fiber out of it and all the cellulose and all the other nutrients that are stuck in the cell walls and the freaking vegetable. Just eat the goddamn vegetable. Vegetable. I can't match your level of outrage, but I have to agree completely. I get the idea of like orange juice is really tasty. Apple juice, it's mm -hmm. like tasty, right? Yeah. But it's a, it's a sugar drink. It's like yeah. natural soda. If you're juicing anything, you're essentially squeezing out the wetness and throwing away all of the part that matters. The main thing about vegetables and fruit, especially fruit, because the juice is the thing that contains a lot of sugar. In most fruit, mm -hmm. the thing that contains anything of actual value or nutrition is the pulp. Yeah. It's the skin, it's the cell walls, it's the it's the everything that contains the liquid. The liquid is basically just sucralose and water. Or whatever. I don't know if that's the right sugar, but I like juice. It's good, but like it's not healthy. No, there's the same amount of sugar in a glass of orange juice as there is in like a glass of Coca-Cola. Like any that's soda. Actually true. It's really true. If if it may not be exactly the same, but it's close. That's crazy. I just Googled how much sugar is in a glass of orange. That's not right. Yeah. While juices are more nutritious than sodas, they often contain just as much sugar. A 12-ounce glass of orange juice contains nearly the same amount of sugar as a can of Coke, around 10 teaspoons of sugar. 10 teaspoons of sugar. Scoop a spoon in a bowl of sugar 10 times into a glass of water. That's how much sugar. I could eat that much sugar. I used to eat sugar cubes. Yeah, well, yeah, you could. And there's, there's nothing wrong with like one. but man. One teaspoon or one sugar cube? There's nothing wrong with juice. It just isn't. It seems like a scam. Well, yeah, people have a misconception. It's like ordering a salad with like chicken fingers, bacon, and ranch dressing on it. And you're like, whoa, 
I'm eating a salad. Yeah. Like, yeah, sure. There's a lettuce in there. I feel like you're skipping on the, <laughs> the healthy, good parts of a salad, and you're really adding in all the things that a salad is sort of trying to get you to avoid with all the fried food. Yeah, yeah. And like, I love a salad with chicken fingers on it, but that's not the yeah. same. When you can't see green from all the white from the ranch dressing <laughs> anymore, your salad ain't healthy. I just want to know what else we can juice. Can we juice chicken? Can we juice steak? Can we can we juice like? Uh, yeah. Can you juice your neighbors? Like, what all can you juice? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, I juice my neighbors all the time, man. You can juice pretty much anything that's made of liquid, which is pretty much any <laughs> organic thing, generally. Yeah. If you put ice in there, would it juice down to water, or would it just crush the ice? I think it. I think if you <laughs> did it fast <laughs> enough, you'd end up with like with like kind of like a crushed ice situation. Yeah, yeah, you get a slushy. Yeah, this sounds fantastic. I want one of these. I they probably make other tools that'll get you there. Probably stuff that works more consistently can you yeah. juice like french fries i mean okay you're talking about the difference between juicing and liquefying right no i just want to squeeze the juice out of a potato the only thing you would get out of a french fry would be the oil that it got fried in Ooh. I, think. I don't think you would get much else yeah, i mean there's probably a very small amount of water but it's mostly steamed out when you fry the french fries i think so yeah yeah i like that the prompt was fake tech and somehow you found a, an actual thing that existed that's so bad <laughs> that it sounds like a joke from some, like, B sci-fi movie. I know. You want to know the worst part of it? They're making another one on Kickstarter. Uh, there why? was this thing called the the juicier and it looks exactly the fucking same i mean Ooh, i gotta back this it's so and it raised it had a goal of fifty thousand dollars well, guess how much it raised oh like nine million dollars or some dumb shit five hundred eighty thousand dollars ding 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 oh, you were over oh, it's five hundred seventy nine thousand oh. dollars it doesn't even look different is this by the same company i know the juicer the juicer it's like if you took the original Juicero and just made the front round. Yeah. You could see the plastic pouch sticking out of it. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. The media. Oh, yeah. A must-have product for busy and lazy people. I love that for me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you know what? You know what I will say about this new one what? that's What's on Kickstarter? In their demo video, it shows... So they're not pre-sealed, pre-made pouches. Maybe they do sell that. It also shows people prepping their own fruits and vegetables and then putting it into the back of a juicier pouch. So you can make your own smoothie. It's simply cold pressed in the dumbest way that you could imagine. What is this pouch thing you guys keep? I, I, I don't understand the pouches. I thought you took the, a, an apple or a, a green bean, you put it in there, you squeeze it, and some juice comes out. Where's the, what's a pouch? That's why it's stupid, Wade. That's a juicer from, like, the 80s. That's the stupid. What are you, an idiot? Yes! <laughs> no. <laughs> put it in a pouch and then have a machine that costs $700 squeeze the life out of it. You put the green bean in a pouch? Yeah. yeah. Are you not, like, Googling anything or whatever? I God, no. I'm lazy. That's why it's hard, hard perfect to describe for me. this any more accurately than we have. It's a plastic pouch filled with fruits and vegetables. You slide the plastic pouch into the machine. The machine does nothing other than squeeze the plastic pouch so that juice pees out the bottom. That sounds great. What's wrong with this product? I love this. Okay, this one does say it gives like eight tons of force, but I'm also assuming in the grand scheme of juicers, like I bet there are other juice machines that have been around since the 80s that can do like eight tons of force. I just have nothing to compare it to because I imagine the amount of force to squeeze the juice out of compare a carrot. Compare it to your mama. What? Why would you She's strong. She, yeah, I guess. <laughs> God, God, that... 
Am I good at this? Yeah, calm down, man. Anyway, you get sorry. Your shit together. Anyway, that's that's my bit. That's my story. I like that product. I kind of want to put things in bags and squeeze them. That sounds like a YouTube channel that could exist. Honestly. Yeah. Bag and squeeze. YouTube.com slash user slash bag and squeeze. Welcome to the hydraulic juice channel. <laughs> <laughs> they have done like juicing stuff. I, I was watching them the other day. Like they put hamburgers. They did try to juice a hamburger oh, and God. stuff like that. So. Oh, no. And, and you know what? It does go through the tube with sufficient force. It really does. <laughs> what if you juice a... A bottle of orange juice. Is it just become orange juice with glass chunks in it? What if you did that and just water came out and all the orange stuff stayed in the juicer? It's like magic. And, and also, wait, when have you ever seen a glass bottle of orange juice? <laughs> Internet. <laughs> <laughs> good answer, good answer, good answer, good answer. Thank you, thank you. All right, Mark, mm -hmm. for exceeding the prompt, Finding a real fake piece of ridiculous nonsense. Mm -hmm. uh, points for you. Thank you. More points than Wade has, probably. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah I'll take that, Wade. Just you wait till my turn comes up. I'm going to show you. I was waiting. I am waiting. All right, it's your turn, Wade. It's come up. All right. Introducing the STFU. All right. You guys, we, we've all had friends. <laughs> yeah, 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 you got me, yeah. All right, good. We're on the same page. And, you know, people have different things going on in their lives, notoriously throughout high school, college, and workplace life. Like, there's always, like, people that are, like, are getting into drama, right? There's always, like, gossip and bullcrap going on. What if you just want to silence it? You know? You know they need to vent, but you don't want to hear it. You could use, like, earplugs or something, but then they'd, like, realize something was going on, and they can't believe you do that. So what you do is you get the STFU. It's a handheld controller, like controller device, that toggles vibrations in the air. You have to tune it to whoever you want to use it on, and it matches their vocal cords and just fucking mutes them, silences them, turns them off. Ooh, I like the that. That's, a, that's actually interesting. F you live real-time noise cancellation they're talking they can probably hear themselves in their own head or whatever but anything that comes out of their mouth insta silence you know i was thought he was just bullshitting for a second but that sounds like something that could actually be made you have a long-range microphone that's detecting what's coming out of their mouth it's like laser based so it can get there before the sound waves reach you looking in like their mouth and whatever and detecting the vibrations in the air before they get back and then shoots an equivalent sound back at them Mm -hmm. To cancel out the frequency. I don't think that's impossible. Thank you. Thank you. I will take the compliment toward my, uh, <coughs> toward uh, Bob. I'm just going to note for the record that Mark's complimenting my idea. But the STFU, I mean, you know. I mean, it's a good idea. There's so many people out there that just talk and it's like, please just Tell stop me, Wade. talking. Who would you use it on? Name yeah, names. Oh, specifically? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, for those of you listening, earmuffs here real quick. Um, well, there's Michael, there's Stevie, there's that fucking guy at the counter at the, the deli, there's, um... The deli? What is this, a 90s sitcom? <laughs> you don't have a deli? There's Wanda at the dry cleaners. <laughs> what, do you juice your meats? Man, she just can't stop talking about her phone rings off the hook. And she's like, I only wish the phone cord was long enough for me to take calls in the bath. Oh, my God. Did that saying expire ringing off the hook? Is that a dated thing? Yeah, absolutely. I haven't heard anyone say that in ages. I've, I've, I've heard people use it, but I mean, obviously, it doesn't apply to modern digital phone technology. So feels like it's going. But does anyone younger than us use the expression ringing off the hook? Oh, absolutely not. We're basically boomers. Uh, that feels bad, man. 
What were we talking about? Do you guys know about the sound cannon? No. Uh, like the military grade, like sound weapon thing. Yeah, I've seen that. I've never actually like been in an area where it's used, and I swear I'm not a masochist, but I really do want to know what it's like to stand in front of that. What's it do? Well, it's like a huge array that like fires targeted sound, right? But when you see videos of it used on people, they react like there's knives being shoved into their head. It's intense. Dude, it's, uh, here, I'm gonna put a, an image into the Discord, and I don't know, wait, this is like the kind of weaponization you were hoping for, but at 15 meters, and 15 meters is a good distance away, like that's at least a, like a car length or two in front of the vehicle that's on, because it's usually on a truck. It will cause permanent hearing loss. At 100 meters, it's extreme pain. 100 meters. Longer than a football field away. Extreme pain. 300 meters severe headaches. What if you put your head in it? I mean, <laughs> do you actually explode? I would assume. Are you juiced? <laughs> I would assume. Could you juice yes. yourself with this? A sound-based juicer. It's genius. Dude, you've seen those you've seen those YouTube videos where like a singer or someone is like, I'm gonna shatter this crystal glass with just the sound of my voice and they're using resonant frequencies. The next challenge for that needs to be I'm gonna juice this pomegranate using only the sound of my voice and the resonant frequency of the seeds inside. I'm gonna juice this drama gossip using only the sounds of my voice. Oh, I want it. Okay, wait. Wait, I gotta show, I gotta, um, hang on, I got another picture for you guys. This, I don't know if this is like real mil military tech or just like a mock-up or something. It's like an animation from a Johnny Quest cartoon. <laughs> like the sound that happens when that occurred was like, <laughs> what we're looking at, if you guys can't look right now, what we're looking at is someone dressed up in like futuristic RoboCop outfit holding a sound bazooka, blowing a hole through a wall. It says hardened bunker next to it. That also is damaging a blue box called Target. And apparently the enemy is just knocked unconscious on the floor by the sound circles emanating from the bazooka. The enemy in a green tracksuit is super yeah. dead on the floor. It's described <laughs> as a shoulder-fired device that produces ultra-something sonic waves that affect both living and non-living material. Yeah, guys, if everyone listening at home, if we ever get our website up, distractiblepodcast.com, we are going to have references for what we are talking about. However, I don't know if that's there. Go to distractiblepodcast.com. <laughs> Crash the website, do whatever you want to it right now, but eventually there will be stuff there. No, no promises if it's existing right now, but that's, you know, probably, maybe, probably. Yeah, probably, maybe. Yeah, no. We've spent so many episodes already working against each other that now that we've combined our ideas for the Sonic Wave Shut Up or Juicer combo, like you could have lunch with your enemy's juiced remains. <laughs> oh, I couldn't even follow oh, through on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I gotta be honest though, Wade. Big time points for coming up with a technology that may exist someday and totally sounds like feasible and hilarious. Thank you, yeah. thank you. I appreciate that. I have to say, I did my own research for this one. Oh. Because the thing that inspired this is a drama of the internet that has been unfolding over the last, I don't know, half decade approximately. Have you guys ever heard of the Kickret bracelet? Circret? Secretion ah. bracelet? This. <laughs> Listen, I don't know who came up with his name, but it's not easy to pronounce. It's a little bracelet that you theoretically wear on your wrist. How do you spell it? C-I-C-R-E-T. I actually spelled Kick it right the first time, yeah. 
and you wear it on your wrist. It's like a little smartphone, basically. But on the inside, so on the on the inside of your arm, up your forearm, it projects the screen. So it's a little bracelet, and it projects the screen onto your arm, like, you know, sci-fi style. And it's a touchscreen, fully touchscreen. It's like an Android phone. There's apps, and you can watch videos on it. What? Have you guys ever seen this? It's... No. There was a whole Kickstarter thing. There's a... Well, I don't actually know if it was a Kickstarter, but it was one of those where it was, you know, it was, it was this thing where they pitched the idea, and everyone was kind of like, that'd be really cool. Like, that sounds like it could exist. That sounds, you know, feasible. Sure. Some version of it may exist. Some sort of tech, you know, demo of it potentially exists. Mm. But all of their, oh, the site doesn't even exist anymore. All of their promos, all of their videos that I have ever seen, they're fake. They're computer graphics. Well, okay, it appears to be gone forever off the internet now. But there's a really great Captain Dissolution video about the bracelet. He's this guy who does YouTube videos debunking like video effects and viral videos and stuff. And he breaks down like shot for shot, both how the video is clearly faked, how it's like computer graphics overlaid over the images that they filmed, and also how this technology couldn't even remotely exist Uh and all the technical issues with it. But like it raised a lot of money. It raised... I think hundreds of thousands of dollars, tons of backers. It's this huge, like weird case study and like just utter bullshit being shilled. And then the company's gone now, apparently. Wow. That's fascinating. Like it's legitimately fascinating because I'm looking at some of these images. I'm looking at them right now and I'm like, that could be believable. Just the way that they have it projected onto the skin in some of these. And admittedly, these are screenshots of things, but just like the idea behind it, it seems like something that would be feasible, but I can totally see how someone was just like, yeah, we'll scam it out. It reminds me of those bracelets that people wear for like balance or like the magnets or whatever it is to detoxify your whatevers. And it's just like someone brought that idea into the 21st century. Like someone in the middle of a mall, you know, they don't even have a booth. They're just like standing in between a pillar and they I hate jump those people. out like, hey, you want to? And then they put a bracelet on, they, they actually shove you first. You know, they, they come up to you like, hey, you're off balance, Burf. and then you fall over. And you're like, what the fuck? You don't have one of these bracelets, bitch. I want a sonic cannon, <laughs> those people. We need a portable sonic cannon. One that you can wear on you. Like a bracelet sonic cannon. The rocket launcher. Oh, bracelet cannon, dude. We, uh, oh my God, we're coming together. You can juice. You can silence. I mean, so I've told you it's fake, but would you have bought this? Like if you came across this at the right point in your life on the internet and it was, I don't know how much it was. It was probably quite expensive. Yeah. But if it was, you know, 500 bucks or something. It was mainly a projector on your wrist. Yeah, so it's literally a bracelet and this, the image is projected out of the bracelet onto your skin. It's one of those things where like when the first Oculus Rift came out, it compared to what it can do today, it's the jankiest, stupidest thing that you could possibly imagine, right? However, it did work. And like you could put the headset on, you could move your head around and you would be in the world. And I remember playing Dumpy Goes Elephants and I remember just slapping things around with like my nose. And that was amazing to me. So I can totally see how people might misconstrue this being like, oh, this is just the first generation of something cool. Even if it works janky, I want to see it. So if you believe that it's actually a product, then, you know, like, why not? You know, it, it, it does seem like something that could exist and then maybe would expand beyond it. But... 
you know, at the same time. A lot of people shilling a lot of interesting things out there. I don't know why I'd want something broadcasted on my skin. I mean, it's not any different than your phone screen. Well, no, but like the watches and stuff nowadays, you can just look at the watch. It, like it just the images on the watch face. Why would I? Why would I? It's big though. It's big. I mean, if it could project like, you know, if you could stand back and project it onto like a wall or something like, you know, you're hanging out with your friends. It's like, oh, watch a movie. And you just like type on your watch. And then all of a sudden the brick wall can display the image like that'd be pretty cool but just on my skin it'd be like i don't know what i'd want to look at that badly that quickly that has to be like that i don't know maybe the later iterations yeah but that first one would be like yeah i was kind of like that with like the iphone and stuff too like the first time they were like flip phones are no longer needed you can have a big screen i was like that's stupid i hate it i don't want it <laughs> Maybe really? I'm resistant to change. When I saw the first iPhone, it blew my fucking mind. I had no idea that was even a thing that you could do. Touch screens itself was always like very futuristic for me, you know. Yeah. And so whenever I saw like the first execution of a touch screen with your finger and not a stylus, I was like, "What the hell?" Like this, it just seemed like this quantum leap ahead in technology that I didn't see coming. So I was super excited about it. I didn't get an iPhone until like the iPhone 3GS, but like getting that. Oh, that's pretty early. It, it was like, that's third generation. I think it was iPhone, then iPhone mm -hmm. 3G, and then iPhone 3GS. Um, and then it was just like, but when I got that, it changed my entire life experience. Suddenly, my the, like to this day, everyone has changed to the point where they're always looking at their phones every single day, and you can't imagine not. Before that, I did not have the experience of pulling something out of my pocket and looking at it for even like the minority of my day. And it turned into the majority of my day was looking at this phone, playing like phone games. Like, uh, I think there was a stupid, like infinite money, like whatever thing. It's like dumbass games, terrible games. They're no different today. Mobile games still suck to this day, but it's just like, I, it was mind blowing, mind blowing. That kind of thing that I could do. Yeah. I think like the first real like panic attack, like freak out that I ever had in my life was when I got my first smartphone. I was really spoiled. I was obsessed with it though. It was one of those things where I got it for a birthday present and I talked about it for like years ahead of time because it, I followed it. It was coming out. I was obsessed with it. I was telling my parents about it constantly. And I think it was in like 2000 and, yeah, 2008 or 2009 for my birthday. I got a T-Mobile G1, Ooh. which was the first Android phone that ever existed. Ooh. Like it was one of those things where I was at college and my parents uh, lived at home a couple hours away. They drove down and came into my like apartment and judged how nasty it was probably. And they were like, here's your birthday present. And I opened it. And I didn't think I was going to get it because like, like you said, Mark, like smartphones were like, like space technology. This is yeah. like alien shit, like doesn't exist. Yeah. And I opened it and I held it in my hand and I, like, I didn't say a word. I was freaking out. Mm -hmm. We like walked downstairs. We were going somewhere to have like dinner and, and spend some time with my parents. And we were in the van and I was sitting there staring at my hands, holding this thing in my hand, like hyperventilating, having a total breakdown of just like. I can't, I can't believe this exists. Yeah. And I still remember that feeling because there's a lot of shit that exists now where like the first time I used a VR headset, like that was a good example. I put it on and you look at it. No one who used first generation VR was like, whoa, it's realistic. Like you look at it and you could see the pixels and you can see all the flaws. Yeah. But then you start playing a game and you're just like, no, no. Yeah. No, no, this yeah, is yeah, yeah. not real. This is a yeah, dream yeah. or something like Yeah. Something yeah. about technology just like somewhere deep inside me. When I really touch something that's novel and that, that really changes how I get to interact with technology or how my life works, that freaks me out, man.
Wade, what was your first experience with VR or something like this? I mean, going way, way back, the first time I think technology blew me away was when the PlayStation 2 came out. Oh, Legit. yeah. Legit. I remember launching that up. Like, I didn't know I was going to get it either because it was like, you know, every time that a new console comes out, you know, how hard it is to get. So my mom waited in line like six hours to get it. And uh, I remember I had a friend over. We uh, plugged it in, turned it on. And compared to like PlayStation graphics and Nintendo graphics and everything else, now looking back, the graphics don't look that impressive. But at the time, comparatively, like it was mind blowing how realistic that was, how big of a leap in graphics it was. And I was just thinking to myself, like, I cannot believe video games have come this far. Like, there's no way they can go up from oh, here. Oh my God. I used to watch technical demos for gameplay all the time, like the Doom 3 technical demo with its lighting mm. and shadows. I had the same feeling every time I looked at that. And I had the same feeling recently with the Unreal Engine 5 tech demo. Have you guys seen that? No. Yeah. Is it the one where they go through like the apartment? No, no. This is the one where they go through the temple. Oh, I haven't Unreal seen that. Unreal Engine 5 tech demo. It gave me like, I felt chills down my spine looking at this because what they were able to do in real time on like current generation hardware with the way the lighting interacts and the physical like movements of things inside of it and just looking at that and I know it's like a perfect scenario for this to work flawlessly on the system but the fact that the graphics are just so good and like technology coming forward like this I still to this day get chills looking at these kinds of accomplishments and it may not seem like a lot for a lot of people but my whole life has been seen these steps play out and every time i see like technology take another step it's just oh it opens my mind when the falcon rockets oh my god do you remember oh, the video dude. The, the twin oh falcons landing god. at the same time yes. oh my god like yeah. never no. in my mind had i considered that was possible i did not watch live but yeah. I, I heard people talking about it and I, I sort of follow SpaceX, but I, that happened and I did, I expected to hear like, you know, oh, it was a, a, the test didn't work. It was a horrific accident and they both exploded or whatever. Yeah. I didn't hear anything about it. And I was like, hey, did that work? Did that work? That doesn't sound possible. And I watched that. No, I, I must have watched that one, you know, maybe 60 seconds of the final descent and the final burn and everything. Yeah. For like an hour and a half. Just rewatching it, just like that's there's no way that that happened. Wait, have you seen this? The, yeah, the rockets. I did. Yeah, no, that was yeah. awesome. Oh I was thinking God. about the oh. another one that blows my mind is the fact we have self-driving cars. I know it's not utilized like mm. you know 100 of the time or whatever now, but like just the concept of that existing seemed like it, like t you know 10 years ago even if you told me we would have the option of having our cars drive themselves, like okay maybe in 100 years, not now yeah i don't know looking at this I'm, I'm looking at the temple i remember in playstation 2 a game like, like smugglers run that came out or some of the games that came out and it's like you could drive around or walk around and see like the graphics and they'd have like even back then it was like repeating patterns everywhere this looks like an actual cave or temple whatever like this is amazing i know i've always i, I don't know if i've said this to you guys but i've always thought that inspiration is like the most valuable thing you can give to people like above almost everything else in terms of humanity like the reason like landing people on the moon not even just like americans but landing people on the moon was so important like from a cost perspective from a practicality perspective yeah sure there's science and stuff but like for everyone's day-to-day -day life it doesn't really affect it but the moment the footage of people seeing that someone landed on the moon that changed an entire generation's perspective of what was even possible. Like I thought that the, was fake. <laughs> don't fucking get this started, man. I'll fucking I'll destroy you. I'll destroy you.
No, but just like things like this are essential because it sparks imagination in future generations. It sets a standard of default, right? It, it, it makes it so that the next generation is like, oh yeah, we can do that. For the people that see it in their life, they're like, that's fucking amazing, that's incredible. And then for the next generation, they're like, oh, of course we can land on the moon. Why wouldn't we? And then the expectations just keep exceeding themselves. And like when people see, oh my God, these Falcon boosters landing. When I saw that starship coming down, that undershot Ooh. of it, I don't know if you guys saw of it. It crashed anyway, but even yeah. just the shot of it, it looked CG. I was like, there's no fucking way this is real, but it yeah. was. Watching all the vectoring of the three engines under the... Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. Ooh. You know what this always makes me wonder? Because we're, we're kind of in a middle ground generationally. Yeah. We're kind of in this place where, like, we basically grew up with the internet, yeah. right? Uh -huh. But, like, the internet wasn't really completely ubiquitous, I would say, until maybe high school for us. Yeah, yeah. I basically feel like I grew up with the internet. I always had computers around. My dad was a computer guy. Both my parents were software engineers. They studied that in college. Yeah. I grew up around computers and stuff, but it's a whole different thing from like, I'm familiar with computers. I'm totally competent using like a cell phone. I don't find it mysterious where I feel like our parents' generation, still the idea of the touchscreen, how cell phones work, the like logic of how new, smaller computers work is so crazy to them. Like my parents were software engineers, but they were, when they were in college, they were like making computer code on punch cards yeah. where you're physically punching out ones and zeros on a stack of like 500 index cards and then you feed them into the machine and it executes your code. And I feel like we're in a whole different generation of what we view as computers and the internet and where it's coming from and how it works versus like like the Zoomers, not to use a derogatory term, but you know, Gen Z kids have grown up with, they've all had iPhones their whole life. Mm -hmm. they, it's not even crazy to them that touch screens exist. They don't even question it. Like you said, Mark, the default standard existence for them is internet's everywhere, 4G is everywhere. You can Google anything on demand. You can have any music or media you want in any location. If a Gen Z kid ends up in a place where there's no cell service, they're like, what is this? The, the Middle Ages? <laughs> You're like, what? And like, that's annoying to me. But I remember when cell service was like a luxury. When my dad had has a cell phone and it was like, yeah, you get cell service. Like sometimes make a call maybe <laughs> if you need it, but you don't expect it. Like, it's just, I'm so curious what the new generation's the youngest generation's perspective is on tech. Imagine what they're going to create that we can't even, you know, fathom. That's true. And they're going to see things that blow their mind that we won't even comprehend or you yeah. know, maybe we won't even be alive for. But. We'll get to a point where like, yeah, we're, we're going to see them have their mind blowing thing come out. Cause I remember like junior high, high school when some people started getting cell phones. Cause that was definitely not a thing like in elementary school, even middle school. I don't remember anyone having a cell phone. My aunt had one for work mm -hmm. and like, that was it. And I remember my grandma getting one. You could play like Snake on the cell phone. That was the only game. Other than that, oh, it was yeah. just calls. Yeah. Internet wise, it was like I would use dial up the to play Diablo and like Diablo 2. That was pretty much it. I would get on the internet to play Diablo 2. There was no browsing the internet. I don't think I used the internet for hardly anything until MySpace and Facebook popped up. Everyone had the MySpace. Then like it was crazy when they added the ability to like have music playing or whatever. Facebook cropped up and it was literally only for like college kids, I think. It was not meant for anyone like younger than college kids, but we all like made fake accounts to get on there. Yeah, you, you like had to have an EDU email and it was like invite. Yeah. It was the whole thing. Invite only. There was no browse in the internet for things. Social media. I mean, I guess there was instant messenger, AOL instant messenger. Everyone had like an AIM account, but like I didn't really feel like you were on the internet for that. It was like you'd have a game up or you'd be playing Minesweep or something. You'd have AIM up and just be chatting with like schoolmates and stuff. Yeah. And now to your point about like technology passing us by, I don't know if you guys watched any of like the 
Senate hearings or whatever it was oh, with yeah, Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg, and then they had the the other guy on there too. The some of like the the politicians had really really pointed good questions for these guys, and some of them were just like, "My phone has Facebook. Can you get me better internet?" And it's like that what? <laughs> <laughs> and it's mind boggling. It's terrifying to think that some of the lawmakers, like you know, there was the big um, privacy internet privacy thing a couple of years back. It's terrifying how many of the people making these big decisions have no idea what or how is technology at all like no clue yeah that'll be us soon in the next generation yeah. when gen z people are our age and we're the old people they will have senate members congress people who are like oh, why, why would i care if super twitter tracks where my footsteps have been i don't i don't know i don't even i don't even use an h phone yeah and all the zoomers are like oh god why are these people in charge just go go take a nap god fuck out of my life i think what it is is like the idea that learning stops at some point you know what i mean it's kind of prevalent in society that once you're done with school you stop learning uh for me it's never been like that it's like every day is learning and i think for you guys too and i think also the age of the internet kind of like encourages a constant seeking of information and constant seeking of new new stuff and what it does is it like basically forces you to keep up or else you will get left behind so i think there there is more of a pressure than there was in the past to have like this constant momentum forward of learning what is new um because I'm not saying that I'm not going to be out of touch with some things or think that some things are, you know, useful in the far-flung future of when I'm ancient and crumbling. But, like, at the same time, I, I think if we just encourage, uh, like, for, for politicians, they, they should be required to learn new things. They should be taking classes. They should have tutors. There's no excuse for ignorance when it comes to things that are important for society. Like, like constant education is important in all aspects of life, and constantly seeking new information is essential to grow as a person because you don't stop growing as a person. You may stop physically growing, but you know just like mentally like exploring new ideas has to be a perpetual thing do you think we've already reached the point where technology is growing at such a rapid pace that it's actually impossible to keep up and be able to properly legislate it like do you think we're already there i mean the the nature of the legal system in america is that it's always going to be behind it's designed to change slowly so that it's not overly reactionary how slow it should be is debatable but you know on an idealistic level you don't exactly want the, every time there's a new revolution, every time something changes the internet in some fundamental way, the way like social media has with its prevalency over the last decade, since it's really become a focal point. You don't really necessarily want that to start changing laws immediately, but it does feel like we're at a place where tech is way out ahead of where laws are at and people's understanding of what tech can do and how that should be regulated by the legal system is we've been doing youtube twitch that kind of thing for like basically what eight or nine years now almost a decade and i still feel like it's the wild west out here sometimes like we don't even know like rules change the whole twitter dmca thing youtube with their adpocalypse and like you know all the rule changes on the platforms all the times and then the way um not the FDA. What's the what's the organization that comes in with the? You can go with the FDA. That's yeah, fine. the FDA. Sure. The, whoever GSA? is in charge of making sure that we put like hashtag ad in our titles properly in our tweets and all that. Oh, stuff. the FCA. The FTC. Of the FCC. Yeah. Whichever one of those eighty options you guys just presented is the real <laughs> one. Yeah, like you know that's all still evolving and changing, and that's just within our industry, and we keep up on that like crazy. Like I said, the scary. Like we don't even know all the technology being worked on right now and how to properly legislate and stuff. I just wonder, like you know, I, I know it has to be a little bit behind but you have to wonder if eventually it'll be so far behind that there's just no even catching up 
not just legally, but just like keeping up with it, our own knowledge. Like there's always like that thing where like technology will eventually surpass our ability to understand it or whatever, or AI will be building AI. Like, I don't think we're at that point, but. No, not yet, but it probably will come. Like here's something to blow your mind comparatively. Like there's very few people that actually like would be able to put together by themselves the kind of computer architecture that goes into CPUs today. They're so incredibly complex and the rules to make them, uh, they have software that basically assists them in all aspects to make sure that all the logical processes are going together because there's billions of them. Like It's more than any one person could ever keep track of and it's more than anything that one like paper document could ever draft up. Like to lose that and to have to like start over, you have to work quite a bit up to get back to that point they're they're just like there are some processes that are incredibly complex that are more than one person can understand but also you know human ingenuity if if we build it at one point we can build it again until we get things that are designed by things that we don't understand we won't reach that point but that may come in the future well we're all gonna die we're all dust in the wind and the wind is the fart of a god <laughs> on the in the in the face of a different god though it's insignificant <laughs> What? <laughs> it's a perfect capstone to this episode. Uh, that, yeah, that sums it up. What are we talking about? Fake tech. Fake tech. Sure. Yeah. And of course, I remember what you both talked about. I seem to remember giving Wade quite a few points, but then giving Mark a huge boost of points. Yeah, I have to say, Wade, in that in that last bit there, you started to sound a little, little, little out of touch, like you're already aging out of technology. Started to sound a little scared, oh, man. Come on. <laughs> and and to come for the you, same age here ish to come for you to give you one i'm gonna give you 30 like 30 more points does that push him beyond me how's it feel to lose again mark and because your idea i know i already gave you points for idea but because your idea was literally so good and i loved it and like i'm gonna use it well i'm gonna give you wait i'm gonna give you like 400 more points for the quality Jesus of your idea. Jesus Christ. Oh my um, God, this is a landslide victory. God. And then, uh, let's see, what else happened? And and for your pick for the first technology that really blew your mind, Wade, as the PS2, I respect that. I really respect that. I'm going to give you like 75 more points. Ugh. Oh my and goodness. Oh my God. I don't know where we're going to spend all this. I have to invest this. Tally up the scores. And I keep track. Uh, we'll do a little addition. Uh, that means today's winner by a landslide is Mark. All right. What? No! <laughs> Wait. <laughs> turned out I gave Mark like 250,000 points. Oh. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, man. What, you, you laughed at his title. You enjoyed that. You wanted one. You wanted Ooh. a juicer. How much was my laugh at his title worth? Oh, a lot. Huge chunk. Look, the specifics escape me. I've already forgotten. Right. That's fair, I but, guess. But uh, you put up a real fight, Wade. Kind of. No, that's fair. I think you ended up with at least like 500 points. I felt pretty good about that until... <laughs> I, I legitimately thought I was losing. I don't know why I care so much. <laughs> no, do, you, do you need to give like a speech or something? You all right? You sound like you're going to tear up. Yeah, I want to thank everyone. Home. Everyone that liked and followed the podcast, I'd like to thank them personally. Though You're the real heroes. You're, you're better than anyone who doesn't can like, and, like follow and, and follow and subscribe. Can you like and follow the podcast? Is that a thing we can do? I don't know. I have no idea. But just, man, every single one of you, true heroes, you're the reason I won this today. <laughs> I give this to you. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to Distractable, a Wood Elf production. This has been Mark, Bob, and Wade. Check out everyone's social medias, whatever. You don't care. The real thing you got to do is make sure you're following this podcast so that you never miss a new episode. Uh, you're already listening to it, so you're right here. 
just click the little, click the little plus with a little follow whatever uh yeah that's that's the end congratulations to mark good effort wade yeah thanks i hope that your idea does exist that feels like it could totally exist i guess i used it on myself this episode <laughs> mark since you're the winner uh you want to do you want to do the honors do you want to you want to say it can i say it can i say it do thing? it oh, oh yeah do it thing. Congrats, Wade, on the, the dignified loss. And thank well, you, Bob, for being a fair judge. Well, this has been Distractable Podcast Out! <laughs> <laughs>